goals should be fucking scary. They should be bigger than what you think you can do because they actually make you become a new person. They challenge you. They actually make you show up for things that you wouldn't do. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Lisa Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world. And the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Be It Till You See it interview recap where my co-host in life, Brad, and I are going to dig into the thought-provoking convo I have with Jay Kaufman in our last episode. If you haven't yet listened to that interview, feel free to pause this now, go back and listen to that one, and then come back and join us. Um, so fun. We actually, Jake is a friend. We know him. We get to spend some time together. We kind of briefly chatted about him in a previous podcast. We're talking about Enneagram. And um, Carrie Ford is his partner. Um, so uh, lots of amazing people uh, come through the pod because we have amazing friends, Brad. It's so fun. Um, today you all is October 19th, 2023. If you're listening to this in real time, which means it is conflict resolution day. Um, and according to this day in the calendar, it says conflicts tend to arise in many areas of our life, such as workplaces, relationships, and families. It's unavoidable process of life. What is important, however, is how we resolve it. Conflict resolution does not have to be nasty. It can be resolved through peaceful methods. Um, so do you have any conflicts that are stressing you out? You can actually call or text us, really? Yeah. And share your conflict. Yeah. And we can give advice. Yeah. So you we'll know, keep we'll keep it neutral. I love it. Actually, we should give advice. I listen to Don't Ask Tig and I listen to Elijah Schlesinger and they give advice on conflicts all the time. All the time. And I you know what I love? I love to see if like what they answer I agree with. And you know, uh typically with Eliza, we're on point. I'll always I'm going to tell her that to her face someday. Tig, uh, <laughs> not always. No. Not so much. <laughs> but I love Tig Nataro. She's so nice. But like this last episode, I listened to them. I didn't agree with any advice they gave out. So <laughs> that's pretty funny. Oh, that's pretty funny. So you can text us. We have a number to text us. Plus one, three, two, three, five, four, six, six, zero, four, two. Um, I would not have chose that phone number, guys. Uh, it's too many numbers. Uh, we, might, we might change it. But for now, you can text like, us there. It should be. It should be like blah, 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 be it pod. Like it should be like, it should just spell it out. I know that the kids. Today, I'll tell the producers to get their the, shit together. The kids today don't know how to use a phone. No, they numbers. do not know what T9 texting is. No. Oh my gosh. I told uh, little McKenna because her favorite word is poop. And I told her, I said, hey, my favorite coffee shop's bathroom is bathroom code is 7667. And I said, do you know what that means? And she's like, no. And I was like, it spells poop. And she's like, did, she's like, I don't understand how that's possible. And I was like, okay, let me explain your phone to you. Um, so anyways, if you have conflicts that are stressing you out, you can call or text us at 323-546-6042. And we'll give you some advice. We'll put it in the question section. I think that's really fun. Um, the, I do want to say something about conflict. That is, I'm not good at this yet, but I remember our coaches uh, from a while back saying like, do you want to win? Like, is it important to you that you are right or that you work it out? And the thing is, is that sometimes in conflicts, we just want the person to go, you're right. And like, that's rarely gonna, like, unless the other person is like also enlightened and like understands it's rare. Like there are people in your life, like you can probably pick them out right now 
that even if you share how something makes you feel, they're never going to go, oh my God, I'm sorry. I'm the asshole. Like, it's just not going to happen. That's why there's a conflict there, but you have to kind of go, okay, like, do I need to be right? Or do I just need to work this out? And it doesn't mean like compromising yourself, but it might mean like just not bringing up 17 things that are bothering you and just going like, here's the thing that I really need you to change so that we can like, like stop being late as opposed to you're late and you're overbearing and you call too much and you're all these things. Like what is the one thing that would really, if they could change that, like could actually make the relationship better? <laughs> yeah. That sounds pretty personal, but, uh, just kidding. <laughs> what? Oh, uh, it's not about you, but are you feeling guilty about being late all the time? Maybe. <laughs> oh, maybe. someone's uh, guilty. You guys, this is how my dad handles the conflict with Brad. Um, he's like, he's like, he says, my dad says to Brad every fucking time he gets in the car, not five minutes early, you're five minutes late. <laughs> right. And I tell him, if you're early, you're early. Yeah. Or, you know, or you're going to be on time. We're going to be on time. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, you know, we would happily uh, give you some advice on how you can be until you see it uh, while trying to resolve your conflict. So, yeah, give so us a, fun. G- text us at plus one three two three five four six six zero four two. Well, the re- we said it so many times, people were like, hold on, repeat that one more time. And we did it. But do you see how they we'll don't put that flow in the together? Show notes. They don't flow together. Yeah. It's, um, it's not a it's not a flow number. No. No. My work phone number is really flowy. Like I will I looked at 10 numbers it's and flowy. I was like, yeah, this is the one. Um okay. So this week we're, we're still in we're Cambodia. Still Cambodia, y'all. And we're, loving it, in fact. We're getting the house ready for um next year as well uh because we'll have a retreat um in october of next year and if you are on the wait list for that retreat you're gonna get the best price like you'll get the best price um so because our wait listers get the early bird price yeah so basically um uh, get yourself on that wait list by going to lesslielogan.co slash retreat uh we will be um announcing all that stuff uh the beginning of next year so yeah. bright and early next year uh probably january is yeah. what we'd be looking at so we'll start sending some emails out about that at the you know, end of December well, actually, to get you if prepared. You're on, if you're on the wait list, I send you an email every month letting you know what's going on. In That's fact, true. people on the wait list already have the date saved. They I are, love it. Like, it's really, we really help you out because we know it takes a lot to plan a big trip. And we have people who are already planning on coming. So it's possible it's that it sells out really quickly. So you're going to want to make sure on that wait list. Yeah. Things are starting to get uh, busy again with our retreats. So uh, yeah. don't, don't wait on this. Uh, right no. now, we're still only running one a year. Um, and there's only room for 20. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, don't don't sit on that. All right, moving on. Moving on, November. I am, you can sign up for Chicago when you hear this, if there's any spots left. So each, uh, the, the classes only have spots for 12 um, and the workshops only have space for 24. That might sound like a lot of people. It's not a lot of people because it's Chicago and there's a lot of fucking people in there. So um, you're going to want to go to beitpod.com slash Chicago to snag your spot. That's beitpod.com slash Chicago. Erica Quest and I are teaching a team workshop, Classical Contemporary collides um i'm teaching a workshop on how to build your tower and springboard class um i have a master class there um i'm so excited to be teaching in chicago this is going to be a lot of fun so um we'll be back and it's great um and then in december i will have details on my workshops in frisco texas the first week of december with erica quest um soon uh, first people get to, there's like a group of people get to sign up first. Sorry, don't get mad. They're inviting us. So they get first tips, but then we'll be on tour. So we have already planned this out. By the time you're hearing this, we already have the cities locked in. We already have the things. And in fact, we probably are already marketing some of those said cities right now. But at the time we're recording this, we're still putting those things in place, but it's our biggest, baddest tour ever. And I'm so fucking excited about it. It's going to be um, amazing. It's going to be uh, amazing. We're going to be, um, 
we're going to be basically rolling out uh, cities as we confirm them, right? So uh, consistently check back. Uh, there, there may be a city near you. Mm-hmm. We're going to do 7,000 miles on yeah. this upcoming tour, which and is we very have ambitious. people who are all like, we, will, we have some members who already know we're not coming to their city. And we're like, oh, we're hoping to go to this city. And they're like, two hours away, I'm going to make that happen. When do you think it's going to be? I'm going to start blocking my day out. Yeah. So we're driving 7,000 miles. You could drive 100. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll guilt you into that. Yes. Yeah, conflict uh, resolution right there. But uh, <laughs> uh, in the meantime, um, get yourself on our wait list for our events. Go to opc.me slash event, opc.me slash event. Yeah, then you won't have to worry about missing anything with like socials or emails or whatever, because it is the holidays. It gets crazy. Before we get into talking about Jake Kaufman, uh, do we have an audience question? We totally do. Uh, this came from IG. Thanks so much for asking. Uh, the question is, I started an online platform because my social media has a good following, but I feel like it's turning into a full-time job. Does it ever simply become a side hustle? It's someone's full-time job. Whether it's yours or not is a different story, but... Um, uh, this question I really loved, and I actually chatted a little bit about it on Instagram, and I got a lot of people going, oh my God, I feel so seen, because my answer was, yeah, it's it's multiple people's full-time jobs. So Brad can, can pitch I can, in. I can definitely attest. I mean, the second person in our company that we ever hired was to begin supporting the online platform, and yeah. that was a video editor, right? Yes. And we, we brought her in, and she said, I need five hours of work a week. I said, perfect, I'm offloading the editing of these classes to you. And so she was editing two classes every single week. Um, but that was like the second person that we hired. Today, our team has grown to more than 20. Yeah. Um, not all of them are working on full-time on the on the online platform. No. But there are, there are I don't know, but, like seven to well, 10 people who are working on here's, the platform here's all, the hats, all the time. Here's the hats I still wear for OPC. I'm still the content creator. I'm still the social media manager and content creator of that content. I am still the marketing head of said things. Yeah, so you're writing the emails. To, <laughs> I'm writing the emails. Yeah. I am creating the classes. I'm I'm the person filming the classes. Yeah. Plus and, you're planning stuff out too, right? Yeah, like and special I, events and, I also and all have, other things. I also brought on other teachers thinking that would actually help me out, but I still have to manage them and approve their classes yeah. and approve their stuff and their ideas. And um, I'm still the person who comes up with all the workshops and all the things. So I still have a heavy workload and sometimes I'm customer service because people don't go to customer service. They'll come to me they and I'm like, <laughs> they come to my DMs and um, it's not like, I don't want to, I don't want to go fuck you, but I want to go, I have no idea what your password is. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you bought that with. Um, did you put your right email in? So I'm sometimes customer service. And then we have Brad who runs the team. We have a project manager who makes sure everything happens on time. We have a full-time editor, someone who literally edits so much that he is full fucking time. And we are not even putting out the same amount of content that like plies anytime or any of the other uh, people are. Um, We also have a full-time customer service person and we have Emma. She's like total strategist when it comes to ads and things like that Um, and conversion. And we have somebody who, who schedules those said newsletters. We like, it is all all of that said, listen, don't cry for me, Argentina. That's not what we're, we're not putting this out there. No, you know, we're not trying to make you feel bad for us, but we are definitely saying that uh, what started as what we thought was going to be a side hustle and forever recurring revenue. Oh yeah, um, it was. Uh, 
not realistic for us to have those expectations because, you know, now we're five years into this project. And the fact is, in order for us to go bigger, um, to go better, to get better quality stuff, to be more consistent with our deliverables, to make our website easier to use, to make sure that everybody oh, stays informed. I forgot informed, the developers. I forgot to all To make, make sure that we're getting, uh, you know, people uh, the support that they need to use the membership. It's turned into a hell of a project. Um, and we're quite proud of it. Yeah. But not in any way, shape or form is it a side hustle. Yeah. And I and I I, I love that you pointed out. It's like, don't cry for me. Um, my friend Erica Hood, she's been on the show before. Um, she actually said, yes, everything you said on this Instagram thing is true. And I still would do it. And so you just have to ask yourself, it's that idea of like, choose your shit sandwich. Like life is, is, is basically, um, uh, some amazing bread and some sort of like awesome things that you love, you know, like you love a certain sauce, you love a certain salad, you love a certain cheese, some shit in the middle, some more good stuff and some bread. Right. So there's always going to be a trade-off everything. It's called balance. So you just said like, you decided that's what you want. If you're like, I hate technology or I hate social media, or I don't want to wear all these hats. There's other ways of making an income stream yeah. and, and it, and, but don't, I wish we had known at the time it wasn't a side hustle. I wish we would have known like we are yeah, stepping I, into a full-time hustle. It's a hungry baby, right? And, yes. and what we mean by that is it actually never grows up. You're always going to be producing content for it. So if you're looking for something that could become a side hustle, you want something that has a start and a stop to it so mm -hmm. that it's like a course or a webinar. Or, and then or, you can or a work, focus on or, or a workout series. You yeah, know? Or, or yeah, but it'd be a course or a webinar. Mm -hmm. It's a start and a stop, right? Mm -hmm. So like it could be a se sequence of things. The point is that it's not consistently requiring new content. Mm -hmm. And then what you can do is you can make the most amazing, incredible, fantastic, super over deliverable content once. Yeah. And then you can focus on the marketing aspect of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that that would be far more of a side hustle than a membership. And if you are wanting to dive into this, we do all this inside of agency. So you can go to profitablepilates.com slash agency to check that out. If you want to book a call and see if agency is the right thing that's for you, then reach out to the team. You can use that phone number that we repeated 17 times. <laughs> no, and don't use that one. Don't it's use that phone number. Okay. So on the on the agency page is a place to book a call with me. Oh, book a call. Yeah. And that way you can just see because it's it's important that you know these things so that you can actually make the right decision for you based on your goals. So thanks. You can send your questions into the Be It Pod. Um, you can use it. Well, you can use the phone number for that. You can. Yes. Um, and you <laughs> can use Instagram or uh, or anything that we find the Be It Pod on and send your questions and we'll answer them. Okay, now let's talk about Jacob Kaufman. Uh, Mr. Jake Kaufman is an author, international men's transformation coach, and spiritual mentor. He delved deep into the complexities of human motivation and self-worth specifically his own, to write his new book in order to help men align with their deepest truth and authentic self. Mm, I loved a lot. It was really fun. Um, I thought there was some really good stuff in there. And so he talked a lot. Uh, my favorite thing I think was probably like, readiness is not a state of be being, readiness is a decision. And I- I thought really that was pretty powerful too. I'm like, uh, done interview done. That's enough. Just put that on repeat over and over again. It's a mantra. Like, because I, uh, we hear this all the time. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'll join when I'm ready. I'll do this when I'm ready. And it's like, I just even saying those things out loud, you can clearly hear that readiness is a decision. Mm. Um, it's not a state of being. And like, uh, Angie Lee is always about, I think she's even writing a book called ready is a lie. Because the point that you actually do feel ready for things is when you're almost, it's not that like you're too late to the game, but like 
you're feeling ready because so many people have done what you were thinking of doing that now it feels safe or you have um, like your goal of that thing is no longer scary to you. And, you know, we've talked to so many people about goals should be fucking scary. They should be bigger than what you think you can do because they actually make you become a new person. They make you, they challenge you and they actually, they actually make you show up for things that you wouldn't do, you know? So I, I'm like, I loved it. Like that's enough for me to love, but there's a couple other things in here, but I just, I don't know. I just really think that that is brilliant. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think even just in relationships and stuff, you know, um, I remember, um, after my ex, uh, right away, I was like, I'm not ready. So I like was a hundred percent unavailable. I didn't go on dates. I didn't talk to people about it. I nothing. Right. And when we met, um, even, uh, after we started seeing each other for, you know, on and off again for roughly six months. Um, and even then I didn't feel ready, um, you know, to make it an official, real consistent thing. And that if I had trusted my feelings, uh, I don't think we ever would have gotten together because I would have continued to break up with you. <laughs> yeah, you already broke with me twice. There was not, but there a, was there was not going to be a third time. But there was a point where it became it had to be a decision, and the decision was in direct conflict with the way I felt, which was weird because for, it, it it became this like heart versus head scenario of um, you know the logic the logical Brad looked at everything written down on paper and was like. Yes, but why do I feel afraid? Mm. Right. And that and and that was where that was the crux of it for me because I was like, well, I should be ready, but I don't feel it. But I know that this is I know that one plus one equals two here, but why does it feel like one plus one equals three? It feels like one, you know, and that's not that clearly isn't right. So it became this really uh internal struggle. But mm-hmm. that's why I really appreciated what he was talking about with readiness is it's not a state of being. Readiness is a decision that you make. Uh, and so when we started dating, I was like, I am ready to date, even though I don't feel like I'm ready. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. Actually. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm I glad. Remember, I'd remember be surprised dumped, if you didn't. I remember being dumped twice. <laughs> I'm um, sure it was confusing for you. <laughs> you know, the most confusing thing was when you gave me a present and then you told me not to read into it. I was like, that's so weird. <laughs> I did that. I did so, do that. So strange. Yeah. But it was a decision for you. I think it was also a decision. I remember that being a decision for me as well, because I remember when you decided that you were like re- ready to try. And I was like, oh, there's um dog food at my house for a dog. That's not mine. And there's things here for the next time you come. Am I, am I ready uh, for this? And I was like, well, it's a decision we're making. Here we go. So I think... um. I joke a lot, like the reason this podcast even exists, be it till you see it, is because I don't often feel ready for most of the things we decide to do. I like actually joke that there's a lot of times I feel like, you know, when you're at the top of the roller coaster and like you get to like, it's like, I don't know, I did Six Flags a lot and they have this old, old roller coaster where it's like clink, 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 clink. And like with each one, it builds up this like, yeah, but it builds up this like, there's nerves, there's excitement, yeah, yeah. there's fear. Oh, that's there's like true, that anticipation. Anticipation, like when are we at the I wonder the if that's top? on purpose. I mean, I know it's the mechanics it's, of the of the, the thing, but I, I wonder if they the thought about the psychology. For, I think the new ones do it just for the fuck of it. I don't think they actually need to make those noises, but the old <laughs> ones make those noises, right? And so, um, but 
I find that everything we do, I feel like I am going ah! with my arms up and I'm just like, here we go. I have no idea where this roller coaster is going. And like, um, I, 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 I say all that because I don't ever actually feel ready, but I also know that I can't go back. Like I know too much. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I have this idea. I have this goal. I have this thing. I have to, I have to see it out. And so, uh, I actually feel uncomfortable trying things like, you know, this for me, like how annoying was I, when I was like, we needed this podcast, we need this podcast. And you're like, no, we have to wait another year. And I'm like, we have to do this podcast. Like I just could not let it go because I had to do it because I had this idea. I was being, I could see how it could work and I was scared as fuck, but I had to do those things. And so I find like that the simple way of thinking of readiness as a decision versus like a state of being is really, really unique and a great way to summarize things. And I, I hope that everyone listening to this goes, okay, make a fucking decision. Like, even if you decide not to do something, that's fine. But the state of like being in between and waffling is really uncomfortable and very stressful. Mm. I'm sure you were very stressed out trying to decide if you should date me or not. <laughs> I know. Cause you called me to talk about it after you broke up with me. Anyways, we should move on to what you liked. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> okay. So one thing I thought was really interesting was, uh, Jake was talking about happiness mm -hmm. and the state of happiness and the pursuit of happiness um, and how it's kind of a shallow goal. Mm. And I wanted to talk about that a little more because there's one thing specifically that resonated with me. First off, he talked about how happiness is is kind of short-lived. It's a moment and it's it, it's uh, not like an ongoing state, mm -hmm. um, you know? And so that's why when we... Like we can trick ourselves into feeling happy by achieving a goal and then we turn into a goal like driven, uh, I mean, it's a goal driven society that we live in already. But if you're like allowing yourself to hit a goal, which is a good thing, not, not, not a bad thing, but when you hit a goal, we feel good. But then what we go like you and I are workaholics and by nature, it's just how we are. And we never leave ourselves time between what we just did and the next thing to appreciate what we just did. So we feel happy for like just a brief moment. And then we're like back to the grindstone because we got I, another goal we have to hit over the next hill. I don't love workaholic. And I also don't totally agree with all of that, but I do understand that we could celebrate. We could spend more time celebrating more. Yes. Yeah, but but I don't. Well, that's not even my point. Yeah, uh, my point is that if we if our life turns into goal to goal to yes. goal to goal to goal, and you know, then then we're constantly driving ourselves, you know, to hit that goal, where, and that and then ultimately, like, you know, ultimately that's not sustainable. It leads to depression. Correct. You know, it lead it leads to um, you judging yourself, beating yourself up. Right. And so I, I definitely feel like in 2020, when we did like three agency minis, that's the only time we've ever done three in a year. Uh, I felt like, okay, we are not sitting in the moment of celebrating what is happening and we are putting ourselves through too much. And I think sometimes you have to almost, some people might have to do too much to understand where that line is and like, and to really understand like, oh, okay, that's more than I can handle. Now let me take a step back. And I agree, like you have to celebrate those moments. Otherwise you just, what are you doing it for? Yeah, yeah, well, well, um, you know, I just thought it was interesting to, I, you know, I grew up with a, 
I grew up in the church and they talked a lot about this idea of contentedness, um, right? And I always thought it was a little cheesy. Uh, and I always thought it was like, you know, um, it was an opportunity for people to, to slack off and, and call that normal. Like, oh, I'm being content, but I'm not actually doing anything, right? And so I, I think that's like the wrong way to look at that first off like today. But I also think that like, that's like a completely other side of the coin where it's like you're going from goal to goal to goal to goal to goal or you're like doing nothing. Those are like the two extremes. Yeah. And I wonder if there's a way that we could marry the two, you know, like it'd be meet in the middle. And uh, I think you're calling wanting to look for balance and we already know that that's not real. <laughs> but I also, I do, I remember the church. I remember like people saying you're never content. And I remember going, why the fuck should I be? This is not good enough. And I think like, <laughs> I think contentment is something that you get to define what that is. And it's absolutely fucking okay if what you're in right now is not something you want to be content with. Yeah, that's However, true. if you are not ever taking a moment to give your, like reflect back on what you have fucking done, you are, you are going to burn out. Right. Yeah. But I, I do, I do think like I don't think I have the answer for this. You know, I, I know. Because, I don't because think uh, has, I don't think it's. I think it's individual. But I do understand. I hate. Like I just want to be happy. Well, yeah. I feel like that's a decision too. I feel like just like I feel like happiness is a decision. You can be. I have. We have. When we were in LA, I met many a happy homeless person. I'm be really honest. Not everyone, but there was some people who were like yeah, truly kind. You know what? And nice. I wonder. I wonder if we could amend. Um, if we had a further conversation with Jake, maybe we would amend that statement that happiness is fleeting. Maybe it's goal, like achieving goals is fleeting, right? And the happiness is where you, you and what you can find between the goals. Well, I think because you know because you talked about this, this idea of chasing rainbows, and you know, not that like rainbows are. I mean. I don't know if I agree with that because rainbows, you never actually catch them. No, Goals, we tried. You catch. We passed one. We did. We actually went under one and yeah. we were like, we did? It's gone? It's gone. It's gone. We, <laughs> we like, did. I was trying to film it. It was like, I don't know, we're crazy. But I actually, you know, here's the thing. Remember when we had James Patrick on and he was talking about how the goal cannot be I get a magazine cover. The goal Because right, you don't have control over that. The goal has to be the actions that I take that I have control over. Mm. Yeah. And I think most people's goals, including what they define as happiness, have way too much to do with the things they have no control over. Sure. And that's why it's shallow or maybe that's not the best word, but fleeting. Well, well no, because it's I, not I think even if you achieve it, like, you know, like, like, um, you know, I want to get um, whatever it is in your life, whether it's a business move you're making or a car you need to buy or a school you want to go to or whatever you know, like you did it, you got that, you know, and then the most, what we're taught as a society is like, what's next, what's next. And that's, I think is, oh, is the issue because you know, that's where it's the quote unquote chasing rainbows. Cause every, you're just jumping from goal to goal to goal. Every woman listening to this understands this because it's like, oh, you're dating. When are you getting married? Oh, right. Engaged? Oh, congratulations. When's when are you having kids? When are you, oh, right. you're, when's, when oh, are you, when are you moving? When are you buying when, a house? Oh, house. great. Oh, when are you this? Oh my God. You know what I loved so much when we bought this house, we actually, the, Talk about fleeting. We literally fucking signed way too many papers, you guys, and then got on a flight at two in the fucking morning. So not even eight hours later from signing the papers on this house, we got on a plane to go to Korea. And thank fucking God for our amazing coworkers and friends. They're not like, they're just colleagues, actually. They all 
made a point to make sure they celebrated us buying our house because we weren't at home to celebrate buying our house. <laughs> right. You we, know? Were, we were gone for two more and weeks. <laughs> I really just appreciated them all so much. I don't think that they even know the power of what that was, but just that every single day, somebody there was like, oh my God, congratulations on your house. Like, and I just felt like that was so special. And so maybe we can actually do is it's really hard to like take to like understand yourself and your celebration. But what if the people around you, you help them celebrate their, what they achieved more. And even later, even a week after, Hey, I saw this congratulations so that you can kind of help. Cause if you do that for them, it's reciprocity. They're going to do it for you. They're going to realize how good it is. And again, I don't think happiness should ever be the fucking goal. I do go back to like, how can we be the best fucking person that we can ever be so that the people around us lives are are better because we're in it. And and that goes to like this book that he wrote. He wrote this book to help people based on what he experienced in his life and what he learned so he could pay that forward. And I think that that's like whether you write a book, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a parent, whatever, we're all actually just trying to leave, I hope, I don't know. But I like to think that if you're listening to this podcast, you're all, we're all trying to leave this world a better place than we found it. And that's a fucking great goal rather than happiness being the goal. Anyways, I guess we like pontificated a little bit. It's okay. That's what, that's what the recap is for. That's what we're here for. for. <laughs> <laughs> Stick around. Taking care of your health isn't always easy, but it should at least be simple. That's why for the past three years, We've been drinking AG1 every day, no exceptions. It's just one scoop mixed with water once a day, every day, and it makes me feel totally energized and it makes me feel like I'm doing something healthy for myself. That's because each serving of AG1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more. It's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. Yeah, and you're probably wondering, like, how can you actually do it? No exceptions. I know you guys travel all the time. You've got a lot going on. You're running three businesses. Here's the deal. It's because it's that simple. So when we're at home, after I walk by own, and sometimes August, because sometimes he comes, I open up the fridge. I pull out the dog's wet food and the AG1. I pour my AG1. And if Brad's up, I'll pour his too. And then I give the dogs their food. And we have this morning breakfast with all of our nourishing vitamins and minerals that we need to kickstart our day together as a family. But when we're traveling... What I love so much is these travel packs and they make it so easy to make sure that, especially on the road, when it's the hardest to get nutrition needs met, like it is impossible. I'm constantly like, is there a salad? Is there a bowl? Like, can I add more veggies to this Thai food? But I know because I'm AJ1 in the morning, I am set to go. And it really does make us feel like we're doing things that are healthy for ourselves even when we hit the road. So you cannot make a mistake with AG1. It makes it really easy no matter how busy your life is, or maybe your life is simple and you're gonna add something extra simple to it. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1. And that's why we've partnered with them for so long. So if you wanna take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash be it. That's drinkag1.com slash B-E-I-T. Check it out. All right, so finally, let's talk about those be it action items. What bold, executable, intrinsic, or targeted action items can we take away from your combo with Jacob Kaufman? Um, so, okay. So, ironically, we talked about goals, uh, <laughs> but uh, we didn't talk about the 
the achievement of the goals. Uh, you know, instead we talk about the challenge of the work that you do mm -hmm. to achieve the goal, right? So double your goals is what uh, Jake was talking about. So, you know, he said, if you have a goal, write it down and then double it. So if you, if it's monetary or quantitative, you can literally just put times two. Um, if it is time sensitive, cut the time in half um, and challenge yourself because he said, we often set safe goals for ourselves um, as well. And the safe goal uh, would be like, oh, I think I'm gonna write a book in five years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. And he's like, what if you did it in two and a half? Or what if you did it instead of 12 months, you did it in six months? Mm -hmm. um, right. And I, I thought that was cool because, you know, um, not that it's uh, not that we want to focus on only the achievement of the goal, um, although we do believe in celebrating your wins and achieving a goal is a win. But in this case, what we're talking about is challenging yourself uh, with the actions that you're taking. And, you know, he said that most people set goals that are you know, we can, we'd be surprised at what we can do um, if we actually pushed ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I think I actually really enjoyed like cutting the time in half or, or doubling the goal. You know, I think uh, I talked about this with an episode that's coming out soon with Michael and Broke and we brought him back. Um, he has a massive goal of having 10 New York Times bestsellers. Um, that's a massive now, goal. He, it's a massive goal. And uh, he definitely has not cut the time in half, but I would say he that's a fucking huge goal that yeah. like really challenges him to be a different person. But we, it made me think of, and her name is escaping me still. And I think you could help me remember the woman who we had on the pod and a webinar who wanted to do like the bold, like bodacious, like not bodacious, but like the bat, like, like the bigger than God goals. Like that was her whole thing. Do you remember yeah. her? Um, Joanna Check. Vargas referred her and uh, Helena is, a, it's like, it's a beautiful name and I can't think of her name, but she, she talked about having these goals that are so beyond what you actually could figure out on your own so that the universe actually has to step in and meet you with your preparation. And yeah. I really fucking, I think this is what that makes me think of. Cause sometimes we, we work with people all the time. They're like, I want to make $30,000. And look, there's nothing fucking wrong with you only want to make $30,000. But when you're paying me 10% of that, I want you to make a little bit more because I know what taxes are. I know what costs are. So I think sometimes we play small because we want to actually hit the goal. And if we forget that like the journey along the way, like if you set a goal for 60,000 and you make 45, it's still fucking amazing. And because what you yeah. had to become to do that is way bigger than the person who had to make 30,000. Yeah, it really pushes you. And I think one, one, one more comment about this. Um, uh, Jake said to, uh, write these down. First off, what is your goal? Then double your goal. Mm -hmm. Um, and he said, also write down, this is the actions that you're going to take. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and the reasoning behind it. Why do I want this goal? Answer the question. Um, what will this enable or empower me to do? Mm -hmm. Um, and then only then how am I going to get it done? Yeah. Right. So that's I, I do like the how being after the why and what will those will enable me to do. So um, now there, there was one more step and I thought it was, yeah. you know, it's really poignant. Yeah, so this is mine. Yes. You're going to make a contract with yourself. Yep. You go, you're actually going to write down I, then your name. I'm officially unavailable for any other outcome. And then you sign it and you date it. And then by when you will accomplish it. 
so that you are solidifying the commitment and ensuring accountability. Um, this clear intention and timeline will help. And I think this is actually really cool because even you guys, even if you fucking miss your deadline, if you were actually taking the steps to get there on time, yeah, you fucking won anyways. Like deadlines have to get moved all the fucking time. But if you are moving the deadline because you actually were taking the actions, but you just need more time and you didn't know it or whatever, that's fine. If you're move, if you keep changing the deadline because you didn't actually take the actions, that means you didn't really want it anyways. Like that's you're you're procrastinating for a reason. Yeah. So and I I, I think there's something um really. Uh, interesting about the idea of making a commitment to yourself, making mm -hmm. a contract with mm -hmm. yourself, uh, because it levels it up. It mm -hmm. takes it to it. It puts you in a position where you, where you take it more seriously. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really easy for us to be like, if I don't tell anybody about it, oh yeah, or if I. I you know, don't it write myself. it down. Then no one will know. Then if I fail, no one it doesn't know. really matter anyway. And like, it's fine because it, no, it, you know, it's okay. Like, it's okay if it doesn't happen. Like the stories you fucking tell yourself. Right. Or, you know what? Um, I really needed to take care of my kids. And so uh, they take precedence over me, you know, and that's whatever and that it is. could be true. Well, no, of course it's true, but it becomes, it can become like the life can become an excuse. Oh yeah. And yeah, then yeah. you don't look at your, your goals or your thing as, as uh, something that actually needs to be done. And so when you make a contract with yourself uh, or a commitment to yourself, um, that's a, that's a whole another level to, um, you know, to the game. Yeah. You're, you are so right. I've met many, an amazing woman who has children and shit going on and other shit going on and they still make their things happen it's not because they have more money than you it's not because they uh had better luck on their side it's because they literally were like i'm going to just get up i'm gonna write for fucking five minutes like we interviewed somebody who mm -hmm. like literally got up at 4 a.m to write for one hour before everyone started waking up because she yeah but i don't not even like i don't even like the idea of like oh just uh like like, uh, uh, you know, just get up. The people who get up at 5 a.m. are the only ones who succeed no. in shit. But I, but I think, but I, I my, think that my the point the, is that they prioritize their goal yes. even with all the shit. Yes. And that's, that's, I agree. I agree. And you that's could, the, you could also stay up one hour later or you could do it on your lunch break. Or, uh, remember we interviewed, um, what's her name? Kim, who would go to, into work and she'd write for 15 minutes on her book before she started her work day. Yeah. Like, it doesn't be perfect. I think that too often we're waiting for perfect circumstances to work on the goal and that will never, ever happen. The stars are never going to align in this perfect, amazing space. Cause you know what's going to happen? You're like, Oh my God, I'm just going to lay down and make a nap. I'm so tired. So it's just about going, okay, I only have five minutes. I'm going to work on this thing that I truly want for myself for five minutes. Yeah. And I, and I think the consistency of it, um, you know, that you'll, you'll make the decision, uh, to be consistent on it when you level up your commitment and that contract is a really helpful way mm -hmm. to do that. I'm Lessa Logan. And I'm Brad Kroll. Thank you so much for listening to us. We are so grateful for you. I can't believe it. What happened to 278? Holy fucking moly. This is brilliant. We would never be here if it wasn't for your ears and your comments and your reviews and your just awesomeness. So thank you so very much. How are you going to use these tips in your life? Are you going to write that contract? We want to know. And send us in your questions or your conflict resolution wonders. And we will answer on the next podcast. Until then, be it till you see it. Bye for now. That's all I got for this episode of the Be It Till You See It podcast. 
One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. Be It Till You See It is a production of the Bloom Podcast Network. It's written, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. It is produced and edited by the Epic Team at Desenio. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music, and our branding by designer and artist Gianfranco Chofi. Special thanks to Melissa Solomon for creating our visuals and Samena Velazquez for our transcriptions. Also to Angelina Herico for adding all the content to our website. And finally to Meredith Crowell for keeping us all on point and on time. You can text us. We have a number to text us. Plus one, uh, three, two, three, five, four, six, Zeke. Hold on. Plus one, three, two, three, five, four, six, six, zero, four, two. I would not have chose that phone number, guys. Uh, it's too many numbers. Well, listen, you know, we would happily uh, give you some advice on how you can be until you see it uh, while trying to resolve your conflict. So yeah, give so us a, fun. G- text us at uh, plus one, three, two, three, five, four, six, six, four. Oh, God. See? I fucked I- it up, too. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> um. Hey loves, it's me, Leslie, and I am excited to talk about socks because we need to talk about socks all the time because I love being barefoot. I am not a fan of shoes. You'll rarely see me in shoes. Even when I have people at my house and they're in shoes, I am barefoot or I'm in my toe socks and Tavi Active socks. And the reason is that I've got tile floors and um, they're not so nice to my feet. So I do love a cute sock. And I also only use their socks when I am doing Pilates. I love that they have an amazing sticky gripness to them. It also, when I'm teaching in other people's studios, having the those socks on keeps me from slipping around in a studio and really allows me to root where I'm planted. Plus, they're freaking cute. Have you seen toe socks and Tavi's socks? I mean, my goodness, they are the cutest styles all the time. The Barbie socks, I can't get enough of. I think I need to buy three pairs. So here's the deal. I want you to get yourself a pair of toe socks or Tavi Active socks, and you can go to beapod.com slash toe socks. That's going to take you over to toe socks. Feel free to explore a Tavi, and you can use my discount code Leslie, that's L-E-S-L-E-Y to make sure you save some money on your socks because the reality is, is you should just get the most amazing, cutest socks and also save some money because you listen to this podcast. So make sure you check those out the next time you are looking for some socks to wear in Pilates, yoga, bar, or around your house like I do. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.